From the Office of the City Auditor in Austin, Texas, this is Audit ATX, a podcast about the audits and investigations our office does to make Austin better for all residents. We're your hosts, Maria and Kelsey. In this episode, we're talking with Kate Murdoch about an audit she recently led on if the Austin Police Department's early intervention system for officers is tracking appropriate indicators, proactively surfacing areas of concern, and effectively connecting officers with wellness resources. Hi, Kate. Thanks for being here. Hi, Kelsey and Maria. Thank you so much for having me. So to start out, can you give us some background on what early intervention systems are and why do police departments use them? So an early intervention system is a system to help supervisors proactively manage officer performance and also to identify officers who may need additional support to do their job safely and effectively. So these systems work by tracking various performance indicators, such as use of force, citizen complaints about, made about the officer, um, vehicle collisions or low productivity. It kind of varies from department to department. And when an officer crosses a preset threshold for one of these indicators, the system notifies the supervisor that the officer may need intervention. The supervisor reviews the officer's performance and determines whether the officer could benefit from additional training or counseling or other support services. So the Department of Justice actually recommends that police departments use these early intervention systems. And most police departments with more than 250 officers have one. Tell us more about the Austin Police Department's system. Sure. So Austin's system is called the Guidance Advisory Program, or GAP for short, and it currently tracks three indicators, response to resistance, which is also known as use of force incidents, internal affairs complaints, and use of sick leave. APD runs a report every quarter to determine which officers have crossed preset thresholds for these indicators over the previous 12 months. If an officer is identified, the officer, supervisor, and chain of command review the relevant indicator information and determine if that officer needs assistance. So you found that APD's system doesn't effectively identify officers who need assistance and connect them to support services. How did you determine that? Great question. We looked at data from fiscal year 2020, and to determine whether the system was appropriately identifying officers, We compared information from the databases that track response to resistance incidents, internal affairs complaints, and sick leave to the quarterly reports the program runs to identify officers who have crossed thresholds for these indicators. We found that the script used to pull information from the databases was not working and was not pulling the right information from these systems. The most significant errors were found in how the response to resistance or use of force information was being pulled. More than a third of the officers who should have been identified for possible intervention were not identified in the system. So these officers' performance was not reviewed by the program. In addition, we found that some officers who should have been identified by the program multiple times were only identified once. I want to note that the Austin Police Department does review response to resistance incidents and internal affairs complaints through a separate disciplinary process, but the Department of Justice's guidance on early intervention systems is really clear in this area that these systems are not disciplinary, but are instead outside the disciplinary process and are meant to provide support to address officer performance and wellness issues. Hmm. Can you tell us more about why that matters and, and what that means? Sure. Yeah. So this is really important because one of the main benefits of having an early intervention system 
is to analyze trends and identify patterns of behavior that in isolation may not be concerning, but when viewed as a whole or as part of a pattern, really can alert management that there may be issues that they need to address to prevent negative outcomes. And you also found that APD system wasn't connecting officers to support services. What did you find there? That's correct. So when we spoke with police department staff, it became clear that the department was not tracking or analyzing the data in the GAP system. So this included interventions. They were not tracking how often supervisors were recommending interventions to address performance issues or what types of interventions were being used. So to determine whether the system was connecting officers to services, we looked at a sample of the memos that supervisors prepare every time an officer is identified by the system. So these memos document the supervisor's review and any interventions or action plans that might be implemented. And we found that 93% of the time, the supervisor and chain of command said there were no issues to address. In 7% of the instances, we found that informal conversations were noted, but there were no instances in which formal action was taken or in which officers were referred to support services. So as you noted, we found the system was not effectively identifying officers and it wasn't connecting them to wellness or support services when it did identify them. Wow, sounds like a lot of um, improvements you identified here. One of the things you mentioned was that APD wasn't tracking or analyzing trends. Tell us more about why that matters and how that could help APD moving forward. Sure. So I I think one of the main benefits of these systems is to track and analyze and report on the results. So for example, if I have officers who keep exceeding the threshold for use of force and we recommend additional training or training and de-escalation tactics, do we see that use of force incidents go down? Are they remaining the same? You know, without tracking and monitoring and evaluating the program's results, it's really difficult for management to determine if the program's successful and if it's working the way that they intended. And if it's not, how do they make improvements to make it better? I also see from the report that APD has not generated buy-in or provided the necessary training to support the use of the system. Can you tell us more about that piece? So the Department of Justice recommends seven best practices to establish an effective early intervention system. And we use these practices to guide our work in evaluating APD's system. Just as important as making sure you're appropriately identifying officers who may be in need of assistance and connecting those officers to services is how do you do that? You know, how do you make accessing services and acknowledging the need for support a positive and not a punitive experience? And so the Department of Justice notes that generating employee buy-in for the program and adequately training staff in why and how it's being used is really key to an early intervention's success. So you need to ensure that employees, supervisors, officers, all of the employees involved understand why the program exists, how it's being used, and then generate the necessary buy-in and support for the program to make it successful. We found from our interviews with staff that supervisors don't view this program as helpful and officers view it as punitive and also don't seem to understand how it works or what it means for their career when they are identified in the system. So these perceptions and attitudes suggested to us that there really is a lack of buy-in and support for the program at APD. So how can APD address these issues with their system to make it more effective? That's a great question. 
you know, we made four recommendations to the chief of police to address our findings. And first was that the chief of police needs to work with staff to fix the immediate data collection and reporting issues to ensure the system is appropriately identifying officers. Second, we recommended that the chief of police work with stakeholders to create the necessary culture to generate buy-in and support the use of the system. So this includes providing timely training and clear communication so the process is transparent and understood by everyone. Third, we recommended the chief work with stakeholders to review and update the system's performance indicators and ensure that the appropriate support services are available to meet officers' needs. Finally, we recommended that the chief of police ensure that the revised system is implemented with the appropriate resources so it's effectively administered, monitored, and evaluated. Thanks so much for coming on today to talk with us about this, Kate, and thanks so much for your work on this really important topic. Thank you so much for having me. What an important topic. And right now, we're planning what audits we're going to do for next year. So if you have ideas that you want to submit to us, check out the City Auditors page on Speak Up Austin and and tell us your ideas. Thanks for listening to this episode of Audit ATX. This report is available on our website at austintexas.gov slash auditor. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Austin Auditor. And subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Bye-bye.